0: I was involved in a uh, funeral yesterday, and and I just want to, I don't, God's just laid it on my heart to share this with you. Um, There was actually three pastors um, at this, a part of this funeral, and and, uh, I called one of them on uh, Friday night to kind of get an idea of how things would work and and how things would go, and um, I called him Friday night, and he said, "I, I just got home from a funeral, um, he said, I've got that funeral tomorrow, a wedding after that funeral, a singing after the wedding, preach Sunday morning, and another funeral after church on Sunday. And I tell you that because I had been um, looking at all we had going on and, and going, man, because I, I wanted to be at NHC yesterday morning at 10. This was one of the funerals where they did the uh, visitation and then the service, so it was from 10 o'clock till we got done at 2.30, you know, so I was, I was thinking, man, there's so much I'm going to miss. My, my nephew's first birthday party was yesterday. I missed it. and I uh, wanted to go to NHC yesterday morning. I was just, Friday night was just going, man, I'm, you know, here's this funeral in the middle of all this. It's just crazy, and we're busy and all this. And then I talked to this guy, <laughs> and I went, no. No, I ain't got nothing on this cat. And I said, brother, we're going to have to get you a, a calendar. So you can kind of, he said, you know, when I scheduled a singing and a wedding, I didn't have three deaths. You don't get to schedule those. And I said, you know, that's, that's right. That's true. And, and I did get to talk to him yesterday. And all three of them, thankfully, in my opinion, were not out of his congregation. Some of them were friends. And some of them were, were uh, one of them was um, someone that, that just didn't have a pastor. And, and he stepped up and volunteered to do it. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, anytime you think your schedule looks crazy, I promise you, you can look around and find one a little crazier um, I know that's hard to imagine from time to time, but it is, it is true. Philippians chapter four verse eight, a few weeks ago, uh, last, a few weeks ago, not last week, but the last time I preached before that, I left you with a thought, <clears throat> and this uh, scripture was a part of that thought. we're going to focus in on that this morning. Um, last week's title was, "Of course, Let It Go," as we've been reminded of. Um, this week's title is "Hold That Thought." So we went from turning it loose and letting it go to holding on to it. Um, Hold that thought. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. I think this is um, very important. It's something God has laid on my heart for a while. Something I've been looking at and studying over um, in my personal Bible time. And something I've used for my meditation time from time to time. Um, looking at this and, and thinking about where it all leads and how it all adds up and, and maybe to, to get across to you this morning why this is um, so important. Philippians 4, eight. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy... Meditate on these things Let's pray Our Father and our God we come to you to say thank you for this opportunity to be gathered in your house I thank you Father for the the wonderful music that we've had this morning The singing and the bells And uh, Father I I praise you for people that are willing to put in the time to practice Father to to be able to come out here and give you their best Father we thank you for that We thank you for this opportunity to be um, side by side studying your word We ask, Lord, that you would open our hearts and our minds, that you would um, allow us to receive what you would have us to receive this morning, that it may change us, that it may make an impact in our lives. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the opportunity to preach your word and, and share it with those I come in contact with. I pray, Father, that my ideals and my perceptions would be put away this morning and everything that proceeds out of my mouth would be your desires and your will. Father, I thank you. I love you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to uh, kind of look at what these things that um, we see here in, in Philippians represent and, and how they fit in, but I want you to notice um, the, the end of the verse that we read. It says, meditate on these things. And I've told you before that um, a lot of people, like me included, at one time in my life, when I thought of meditate, I thought of, you know, little guys sitting around with their legs crossed and their hands, mm, meditate, you know. Well, that's not meditate at all. To meditate is to lock something into your mind and to focus on that, to concentrate on that. Um, we've talked about how... Um, if your mind is not got something in it, it doesn't have a neutral, your mind doesn't go in neutral, it just grabs things, it just pulls things, and when you get to those times in your day when you're not having to um, search out things or use your mind necessarily, your mind will drift, for some people it's riding down the road, you'll, you'll be riding along um, I can remember a time when we used to pile up in the, in a vehicle with Kevin and take off places, and it and it became a game. You may be headed to Huntsville and be going 31 North, and everybody's laughing and going on. He's going, "What's wrong with y'all?" I'm going, we just wondering where you going. <laughs> well, I thought he said, "Heck, I'm on the wrong road." Yeah. Yeah, you are. So your mind, just when you drive, for some people, your mind just drifts. And you—and if you don't have something for your mind to feed on, it'll grab things. And the things it grabs most of the time are not good. So you want to control that. And that's what this message about this morning is hold that thought. Control where your mind goes. You take control of your thoughts because your thoughts lead to actions most of the time, right? And you start to act on things that you wasn't planning on acting on because you wasn't planning on thinking on that and you wasn't planning on concentrating on that so much. And you dwell on things and they burn inside of you. But the opposite is true too. If you'll dwell on the things that we're instructed to dwell on right here, then it becomes a positive thing. And you spend that downtime concentrating and focusing your mind and it's so important and I'll show you why as we go through this. He starts out with whatever things are true. Whatever thi- we're, we're looking at things that you and I need to meditate on. Things that we need to focus our thoughts on. And he starts out with whatever things are true. Where can you find truth? Well, that's a short list. Let me just be honest with you. A very short list. According to Scripture... There's four places to find truth. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Scripture. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Scripture. If they, say, if one of those three said it, or it's written in that Scripture, it's true. You can bank on it. If you got it from anywhere else, it may or may not be. Right? Right? It may or may not be. So true, things that are true. So the first source of our meditation points is is thoughts that, that come from Scripture. Ideas that come from Scripture. Words that come from Scripture. If you can put it together and back it up with Scripture, hold on to that. Hold that thought. Lock that into your mind. Whatever things next, whatever things are noble... Whatever things are noble, whatever things are worthy of respect, whatever things are noble, hold that thought. Focus on that. Set your mind towards that. Keep going. We're going to run through these pretty quickly. Whatever things are just, whatever's right, and whatever is right is not determined by how many people I can get to vote for it. That don't make it right. The only standard for what is right is what God says is right. If He says it's right, it's right. If He says it's wrong, it's wrong. Again, we get into that ideal. If we'll rename it and call it something else and call it a lifestyle, then it it don't feel so bad. If we'll call it a choice instead of murder, then we get comfortable with it. It's not right because we renamed it. It's not right because X number of people voted for it. It's only right because God says it's right. Because we can go to His Word and determine that it's right. Then it's right. So whatever's right and determined by God's Word to be right, hold on to that. Focus on that. Grab those thoughts. Hold those thoughts. Concentrate on those things. Lock them in. Lock them in so that when you're riding down the road or or when you're doing things, you know, my job at times is thinkless. Some of the things that I do are so repetitive that I can do them and not think about it. Now I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know what that says about me or my job. But I have those times during any given day when my mind is in what we would call idle. It don't idle. So I have, if I haven't got something locked into it from that morning, if I haven't purposefully put something there for my mind to grab a hold of, it'll just grab old crazy stuff. And old crazy stuff ain't good. Because one thought leads to the next, and then those thoughts become actions. And the next thing I go, I look around and go, how would I get here? <laughs> and it all started with because I didn't take the time to have something for my mind to grab a hold of that was on this list. Your mind, you think your mind has neutral? Has anybody ever dreamed? That takes place when the rest of your body is in neutral. But because your mind don't have neutral, you dream. You can't just kick it into neutral and let it coast. You've got to feed it. You've, it's going to grab something. It's going to grab something, and you've got to be purposeful with what you let it grab. And and we'll get into that a little deeper here shortly. Whatever things are pure, those, those are things that are morally clean and undefiled. Grab a hold of those things. Concentrate on those things. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, good report, highly regarded or thought well of. In in the world, in the the worldly sense of that word, you think of things like kindness and courtesy, respect for others, right? Concentrate on those things, capture those thoughts, hold those thoughts, meditate on those things, hold on closely to those things. Listen, (coughs) if there is any virtue, any virtue, where do I find what is virtuous? How do I define what is virtuous? How do I make sure something is virtuous? I have to line it up with Scripture, right? And God's ideals of virtue. Anything that has virtue, hold on to that, concentrate on that, focus on that. One more. I keep going up to the other one at the top. There is anything praiseworthy. All right, so if it can fit into this space, if we can can find that thought in this list, then you and I need to be uh, willing to hold that thought and concentrate on that thing. Now, what does that mean about the things that aren't included in this? What does that mean? What does that say about anger and malice? What what does that say about revenge or, or hatefulness? What does that say about the things the devil offers or the world offers up to us to concentrate on? We Need to kick them out, don't we? We need to get rid of that. We need to turn that loose. We need to let it go. <laughs> right? Because so many times we get to where we don't want to be because we didn't take control of our mind. Listen to me. Satan does not have access to your heart. Right? God has control and has taken up residence if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Christ, if you're a Christian, then God has taken up residence through His Holy Spirit in your heart. So, so Satan can't go there, but you know where he can go? Just a few inches north. And he can implant thoughts and he is allowed to mess with that part of you. He is. So if you don't have control over what you're dwelling on, then Satan stands over here to the back. You ever see somebody wad up a paper wad and throw it at the trash can? That's what Satan looks like trying to cast thoughts into your mind. He goes, look at old Nick sitting over there, ain't doing nothing. And if I ain't already got something there, guess what? I'll latch on to it. And by the end of the day, I'm so ill that when I get home, my wife and my daughter take the brunt of things and they're, they're all going, what's wrong with you? And I'm going, I'm just ill. Well, what made you ill? Well, I don't know. Well, let's go back and find out because we didn't do nothing to you. Right? Y'all act like I'm the only one to never say that. But I'm not. And, and I will tell you, a lot of times where it comes from is in your mind. You didn't lock down on something to meditate on. Satan throws you something. You bid on it. And you spent all day thinking on it. By the time you got home, you was ill as a hornet. Over, you know what? Nothing. It may have not even existed. Because we know that Satan's a liar. Right? So what he cast you could have just been a lie. But because you didn't have anything else to go with... You just went with that. If y'all ever eat something you didn't like just because that's what was available? This works the same way. You wouldn't normally pick it up or ask for it or order it off the menu, but when you got there, that's what they's having and you's hungry, so you just took it. Well, that's the way this thought thing works in your mind. If you ain't feeding it something good, if you ain't feeding it something praiseworthy, if you ain't feeding it something with virtue and Satan throws a little something at you, You just take it because that's what's available. And you spend all day on it. And every time you go into what you think is idle, your mind goes there. And by the time you spend all that time doing that, by the time you you get through the day, you're mad about it. And sometimes you can't even remember what it was. (laughs) And it all started because you didn't take the responsibility of controlling your thoughts. That's where it begins. Here's why. Look at Colossians three one. Colossians three one. I went the wrong way. Colossians chapter three verse one. We'll probably read the first three here. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Now, he said seek. So is that a physical, let's take out and go try to find, look under rocks? Somebody's horn's blowing. Is that a physical seek? Is that a physical walk around and look for? Well, not always. But here's what it is. Keep reading with me. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Look at here, at the right hand of God. Look at verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your mind on things above. Focus in on and concentrate and meditate on the things above, not the things of this world. Set your mind on it. Focus your mind on it. Aim small, miss small. Right? When I first started archery, somebody told me that. Aim small, miss small. In other words, if you aim at that wall, congratulations, you probably hit it. But if you missed, look how big a spot you missed. And and if if that's what you're aiming at, you've got that much room for error. But if you take it down to shooting at something this size and you miss by that much and your target is really that size, you're still within your target, right? So like shooting animals, we claim pick out a hair. Aim at a hair instead of the whole side of that animal because if you miss by one hair, guess what? You still get to eat deer that night. (laughs) Aim small. Focus Focus your mind. Listen, focus your mind. Aim small, miss small. Aim at a specific thing when you get up in the morning. Don't get up in the morning and go, "Whoo! I hope I have a good day, and take off out the door. Focus in. Narrow that down. With God, give me the opportunity to tell somebody about you today. God, give me the strength to forgive those that, that don't deserve it today Give me the opportunity to show grace and mercy today Give me the courage to step out of the crowd at work And, and proclaim your name today give me, the, give me the strength and the courage To not be involved in the things That I was involved in yesterday at school I don't want to end up back there Focus it down Be specific about it And then the first thing you got to get control of Is your mind You've got, you've got to set your mind On things that are above. If you don't control it, Satan gets control of it. Ain't no telling where you'll end up. What kind of thoughts you'll have and what you'll act upon. You've got to have control between your ears. You've got to. You've got to control your mind. Set your mind. Set your mind. Set your mind on things above. Not on things on this earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Uh 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians, out there in front of 2nd Thessalonians most days. First Thessalonians chapter 14. Uh, Chapter 5, verse 14. There is not 14 chapters in Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 5, 14. This is a list of exhortations. This is a list of, let me encourage you in this area, encourage you in this area, let me remind you of this. And so it's a multitude of things that we're instructed as Christians to do. Keep going. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the fainthearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Verse 16, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Look at verse 21. Test all things and hold fast to what is good. Test all things and hold fast to what is good. Test all things is to discern things. Compare it. Look it over before you take it in. And then what you decide is good and godly and righteous and holy, take that in and hold on to it. The stuff that's not, kick it out before it comes in. Reject it and don't let it in. Look at this. Abstain from every form of evil. That's a pretty stout instruction. Abstain from every form of evil. You know, we studied in Sunday school class this morning, um, our study in Sunday school class this morning, we got into a discussion and, and brought it, it, the lesson brought out a point that we're all, we all know but we sometimes forget. If you've broke one law, you've broken the whole the, all of them. Because the same God that wrote the first law wrote the tenth law. Right? So if you've broken one of those laws, you, you may as well have broken them all. We forget that sometimes, and we want to rank them. And when we lie, we go, at least we didn't murder. <laughs> right? We do that, and, and we, and we d- divvy out our penalties. This here says to abstain from every form of evil. From every form of sin. Do you know you can't do that if your mind's not in the right place and your heart's not in the right place? You can't do that in and of yourself. You can't abstain from every form of evil. And I'm going to tell you something, with your heart where it belongs, it's still tough sometimes. Right? And, 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 and when your mind is focused on the wrong things, you can't do it. You can't abstain from every form of evil. Go back over that list and look at, and look at, the, look at the exhortations there. Look at, don't allow anyone to render evil for evil. Well, if your mind's not in the right place, you can't do that. If your focus is not in the right place, you can't do that. Look at this. Always pursue what is good for both yourselves and for all. Well, if your mind's not in the right place, if your focus is not in the right place, you can't do that. These exhortations are are very important. Pray without ceasing. If your mind's not in the right place, you can't do that. You've got to get control of where your mind floats to. Keep going with me. We're almost done. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, which is a a very familiar verse, uh, a very... uh, Common, uh, commonly used verse. I use it a lot. I love it. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, look at this, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now think about verse 1 for just a moment. Think about what you've just been asked to do or just been told to do. By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That, that you present everything you got, everything in your being to God as a living sacrifice. Not that you would lay yourself down on the altar and commit suicide. A living sacrifice. So that as you walk through this world, people see God in you. Right? A living sacrifice. Now look at this. Look at what he says in verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Listen, in order for you to be a a living sacrifice, you've got to be set apart. You can't be a part of this world. And let me show you what it takes for you not to do that, not to blend in. Be transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can't be a living sacrifice if your mind's not in the right place. If you're still dwelling on the things of this earth and not the things that are above, you can't be a living sacrifice. If you ain't careful, if your mind ain't in the right place, you're going to blend in and look like everybody else. And there'll be no difference from you to the people that slept in this morning. (laughs) Right? Hold that thought. Be specific in your thought process. Make sure that when something comes across your desk, when something comes um, um, at you, that you look at it with the right mindset and your heart in the right place, that you look at it through your biblical view so that you can hold it up and compare it. And then whenever you get to the other side of whatever it is you're walking through, God gets glory for it, which is our whole purpose for being here to start with. But if you just let your mind wander and you don't take control of it and you don't feed it things that can that can concentrate it and focus it on the things that are above, then it'll grab a hold of whatever Satan throws to it, and I promise you, he's a liar. You'll end up mad. You don't even know if it's true or not. Focus your mind. Fill your mind with these things. Hey, it takes, it takes in you have to intentionally do this. You don't just accidentally stumble through life and land in the grace of God. You don't just accidentally land in heaven. You don't just stumble and trip through life and accidentally get it right and get to the end and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You do it on purpose. You set it as a goal and you walk through it every day. Even the hard days. I told y'all uh, the week the Sunday before I got sick and been out of pocket for 2 weeks and I finally fin- y'all have y'all noticed what I hadn't done this morning? Since October I had convinced myself Nothing in this world, no phone call I'm going to get, nothing that attacks my family, nothing that attacks me, nothing we have to walk through, nothing my church family has to walk through, nothing in this world is bigger than my God. I got tested on that. Let me back up. We got tested on that. We did. And you know what I found out? It's still true. Ain't nothing bigger than my God. Because I, I can tell you, without my mind focused in that place, laid up sick and nothing. Think about that. A whole week laying on my couch. I knew what time everybody went to work, what they drove, if they missed work. I mean, I'm watching vehicles go by. I mean, I can hear the neighbor's kids coming up on a four-wheeler. They're going fishing. They're coming home. Back down the road. I mean, that's the way. And so my mind had nothing. If you think it ain't nothing on TV at night, go turn it on in the daytime. <laughs> Boy, you talk about garbage. My lands. I didn't even know some of that stuff existed. I finally turned that thing off. I had all kinds of time to lay there. And if you ain't got your mind focused, whew, my goodness, the things you think of, the things your mind grabs, Right? Focus your mind. Do this walk with intent. Don't try to stumble through it and land in the right place. Have purpose. Give yourself things to meditate on so that Satan don't do it for you. Because I promise you the things that he gives you to meditate on, you don't want to be meditating on that. You really don't. Y'all pray with me. Father, and our God, we do again come to you to say thank you. We do again come to you, Father, just to praise you. Father, I praise you for your grace and your mercy. I praise you for your love. I praise you for salvation this morning. And if it's one here today that's never experienced these things, I pray that they would come forward, Father, that you would give them the courage to take that first step Father, that they would, they would have a desire in their heart to have a relationship with you through your son, Jesus. Father, I pray that this message was delivered in a way that it pleases you. I pray, Father, the things that I said brought glory to your name. And I pray, Father, that our response to this is real. That we can, we can take this and, 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 and lock it into our minds, Father. That we can think on it and see the ways that it can change our lives. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the opportunity to be in here to hear your word this morning. Father, I pray for each one under the sound of my voice that whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're going through, whatever they're facing, whatever it is that's got them bound up, Father, that you would allow them to see and feel your presence right in the middle of it. Father, so they can know that no matter where we go and no matter what we're struggling through, you never leave us nor forsake us. Father, we thank you for that this morning. And Father, I pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.